Welcome to PTBC Podcast, where we will be speaking about innovation, technology, growing your business, and maximizing your entrepreneurial potential. Let's get down to business. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the PTBC Unfiltered. We are always pumped to bring you some of our thoughts on the industry of physiotherapy and uh, life in general as well. Today joining me is Veronica, or as we like to call her, VHatch for her Instagram handle. Um, how are you doing, Veronica? Doing great. Getting through school, finishing up. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a big milestone. And um, I heard that you finally secured your placement, so that's a huge thing as well. Yeah, for sure. That was looking a little iffy. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. So um, in honor of that, we really wanted to talk about unlocking your potential, any person's potential as a student uh, on their job in physiotherapy as well as in the physiotherapy industry because this is something we're at PTVC very passionate about that topic, uh, just doing your best and doing the best for everybody around you as well. So Veronica, what does it mean for you to unlock somebody's uh, true potential? Um, I think a lot of it is just like continuously trying to grow and educate yourself. Um, like for me coming out of school, I like obviously want to secure the first job, but I'm asking a lot of employers like what the opportunities are going to be at that clinic. Like, do you just expect me to come in for my eight hour shift and call it a day? Or are there like opportunities for growth or like community projects, education, stuff like that. So that's what I've been really looking for in a workplace. And I think that really helps the whole profession to grow if there's that kind of opportunity for new grads and even people who have been in the field for a while I think there's always different learning opportunities that people can take advantage of a hundred percent and the thing is um, like I myself unlocked that whole uh, self-development topic in my life about right before I went to physio school I was doing uh, I owned the business before uh, running camps for children with two of my partners as well. And uh, one of the guys, we really clicked really nicely. And uh, what happened was he started showing me all these books that he's been reading. And the first one that he showed me was uh, Grant Cardone's uh, Be Obsessed or Be Average, which really like blew my mind. Because up to that point, uh, I was kind of taught by my parents, you get an education, you get a job, you get like secure, nice and comfortable living, potentially have kids down the line, right? And um, that's kind of what your life could be like. But I always wondered from people um, older than me as well. Sometimes they kept telling me that life is <laughs> full of like bad things and sucks sometimes, right? And I was wondering like, why does it have to suck, right? Why can't life be something that you fully construct on your own and mm -hmm. enjoy not every moment of it, but like as much as possible, right? You build the life that you really want. So from there you hit on a fantastic point of what you talked about right it's not just coming in for your eight hour shift serving the patients that are brought to you right and uh, uh going home afterwards and uh doing whatever you want right but at that same time you could potentially be exhausted for those eight hours right you're doing something that you potentially might not enjoy 100 percent, 
And uh, if that happens day after day for 365 days and then for multiple years, uh, it could lead to burnout. It could lead to some negative feelings in terms of jobs. And if you switch from job to job and kind of carry on that same legacy, right, of eight-hour shifts and just uh, coming into work and not feeling 100% satisfied and then doing that year after year after year, it could lead to something different than what you envisioned coming out as a student, right? Yeah, for sure. I think you have to be able to like keep it exciting and keep challenging yourselves. Otherwise, it can get pretty old pretty quick, I think. <laughs> for sure, right? Because uh, the thing that we always harp on is if you're able to connect with your patients, right, and you're able to get behind them on their goals, it's much more exciting because if it's literally like I'm doing soft tissue release, right, and uh, we're just literally, uh, the person's lying there in silence, you're just kind of thinking about your own things, right, and you're just trying to let the time pass, right, that's a completely different experience and completely different from when you're having fun, when you're having that playful banter all the time, a little bit of back and forth, connecting, getting to the true, uh, like, identity of the person as well, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's better for the patients that way too. Like they feel like they're more cared for and that you're doing a better job or more confident in your skills. So I think it's a really important thing to have. Yeah, 100%. So you're right now in a unique position where you're a student, right? And uh, you've had a chance to have some internships as well. And you finally secured that final one, which again, amazing, amazing. <laughs> but uh, when you're coming into the workforce, right, you literally have this opportunity to craft exactly who you want to be according to how you do it, right? So how do you envision your career path in physiotherapy yourself? And what would a perfect uh, work experience look like for you? Um, well, for right now, I'm like really just trying to get on my feet and get used to working because I think it's going to be at least different and unique from the internships that you do. Like it's the same like basic skills and everything, but it's different when it's your patients and you're working and you're building more of a relationship with the people you work with. So I kind of want to get on my feet and then um, I would like to specialize ideally like in like pelvic health or um, like do my acupuncture or something like that. And then eventually I would like to take on more of a management role or open my own clinic. And so I think it helps like having those goals in place now because it's easy for me to talk to like potential employers and say, this is my goal and they can either help me with that or they're not really looking for someone to do that. And I think that, that says a lot about the owners as well. So it kind of helps me to kind of feel out what people are looking for in an employee and helps me ensure that I'm getting the right fit, which is nice. For sure. And, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Brandon Bouchard, but uh, he basically wrote the uh, nine top performing habits for the most successful people. That's not the mm -hmm. title of the book, but basically that's just the gist of this whole thing. And yeah. the number one habit that he's talking about that the top performers have in the world is clarity, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the kind of vision, how you envision your life, where exactly you want to end up. And in terms of your uh, career, as a student right now, you are imagining it and being clear, and that will help you to take away some potential job opportunities and pursue the ones that you feel will fit that clarity, 
will fit, fit that clear vision, right? Yeah, for sure. I feel like you need to kind of have that path. Like, even if you're not 100% sure, you need to have your five years goals because they're not just going to kind of fall into your lap. You have to have that plan and take those baby steps along the way, which I think is important and hard to figure out as a student. I feel like schools don't always prepare you for what all the opportunities in physio are. They get you to the base level, which they have to, but I think there's a lot more that could be educated on how do you become successful? What path could you take? That kind of stuff. For sure. And the thing is like success looks very different for different people. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, some people are more family oriented, right? Some people are more career oriented. Some people are more education oriented. So they pursue those different goals. And for example, if it's a family oriented person and that's how their purpose in life shapes up, but they have to uh, carry the family and create a huge career for themselves where they work, let's say 80, 90 hours a week, but they want to spend more time with their family. Your mm -hmm. life is going to start to sidetrack a little bit, at least in your own mind. Right. Because sure. somebody from the outside might take a look and say, Oh my God, you have this amazing career. You're a leader. You're carrying your workforce, right? <laughs> the whole way through and you're getting huge money for it. You have a huge mansion, but um, they don't see the inner workings of a person all the time. Right. So that's why even when we interview people to come to our team, we always want to know what motivates them a hundred percent. Is it, uh, what is their purpose in life? Right. And some people have trouble articulating it exactly saying I'm family driven or I'm career driven or I want more leadership or I want to pursue education. Right. But the more you talk to people, the more you ask those key questions, it will help employers allow their uh, employees and colleagues to reach their full potential. Right. And vice versa. Right. So it's a, we're trying to facilitate that everybody wins scenario. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's like a good point too, is like just, like there isn't one path that you can take. And I feel like that's hard for people to realize because especially as you were saying earlier, like sometimes your parents have a very like clear idea of like what success is. Like my parents were the same. They, it was like, get a stable job, get a good pension, show up to work and then do your thing and leave it at the end of the day. But that's, which is good for some people. And then some people want to do different things. Some people want to go get their PhD different stuff like that and I think it's important to kind of like sit down and think about what is important to you and what your growth should look like and I just I think there should be more kind of education in schools as to what the different paths are so that people can kind of figure out what they want and then start working towards that yeah for sure the thing is like I interact with a lot of patients with a lot of colleagues right so mm -hmm. you try to connect with them and get to the bottom of what makes them tick because like that's the biggest thing I'm interested in in uh, any given person um, yeah. you start to see who's truly happy and who's truly unhappy and who's truly like kind of in between right so yeah. <laughs> I would say most people fall into that in between category where if I ask them, like, you know, that standard question on a scale of zero to 10, what's your pain level, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I apply it to the happiness, right? So I ask them on a scale of zero to 10, how happy you are with your life. And it throws a lot of people off because they're like, they've literally never thought about their life in terms of happiness, right? Yeah. 
because mm -hmm. they always think about uh, roughly how they're feeling, roughly how things are going in relationship to what we've thought to see is successful, right? So it's, again, the standard kind of uh, path in general that we're taught. Get an education, get a high-paying uh, job, advance up the career ladder, have the kids, and then have your family around you, and then slowly get into the other life, right? <laughs> but yeah. when people don't measure life in terms of their happiness, it becomes a bit of a dissonance because they really don't know what the biggest metric is, right, for life. And uh, a lot of people can argue on this topic, but I feel like happiness is the true, true measure of how mm -hmm. you truly feel. And not like on a day-to-day -day basis, because obviously you'll have rougher days, you'll have better days, so it's going to fluctuate. But mm -hmm. it's <laughs> on an average, like, do you feel satisfied in terms of where your life is going or is it kind of coming off of the tracks a little bit and when it's slowly coming off of tracks off of tracks you want the life to go let's say in this direction in the upwards one but it's slowly 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 going down in a way that you don't truly notice but then you wake up one day and it's like what's going on <laughs> why did this happen and i didn't notice right yeah for sure and i think a lot of that like kind of i think there's like this external like what is success and like a lot of that is linked to how much money you make, where you live, what's your house, what car do you drive? And I think externally people want that success because that's the most obvious way. But a lot of times it's like you have to be fulfilling your own passions. Otherwise you're doing it wrong. You can have all the money in the world and just not be satisfied and just be kind of going through the motions. And I think I'm like in a good position now because I'm, young I'm starting my career and I can kind of figure that out and set up myself for a good um pathway and figure out what I want but it's also hard when you don't have experience like don't have kids don't have any work experience or anything like that to figure out okay what path am I gonna take what is gonna be the most successful for me because I think that looks different for everyone and it's you don't really know until you're kind of halfway there <laughs> exactly and the thing is Again, you hit on a fantastic point is that you're young and you have everything, your whole life ahead of you, right? And that uh, the thing is, every single time you make a choice, it either puts you on the right path for yourself or it sets you off the right path for yourself, right? And mm -hmm. life seems to be a series of those choices, which either make our life better in our own perception or make our life worse in our own perception. And there's also that external view from other people judging you, right? seeing how your life is but it's also another point like i feel like the only true measurement is how you feel about yourself and how you feel uh your life is going right so the thing is once we're making those choices to kind of unlock our true potential which when it's at the same uh in the same movement as our purpose right and having that clarity about where you want to be in life when those things align uh, then you're going to be able to unlock your true, true potential. For sure. And I think another part of it is just like surrounding yourself with people who can kind of help you get there. You're always surrounding people with, surrounding yourself, sorry, with people who have different goals or different values than you, then you're easily going to kind of fall down their pathway and what is their full potential. And I think it's important to kind of seek out people who are like-minded and who can kind of build you up and help you towards your goals 
um, because you can't do it alone, no matter what you're doing. Like you can't just do it all on your own. For sure. And the thing is, you are a product of the six closest people you hang out, you spend the most time with, right? Mm -hmm. so it could be uh, parents, children, your friends, your colleagues, but the core group of six who you're always uh, with, the majority of the time will essentially define how you behave, right? So if you're friends with people who are happy and always consistently uh, lifting your spirits up, then again, you're gonna become you're likely to become that kind of a person as well, right? And consistently lift people up as well and practice those good habits. If you're friends with people who are working out consistently, then you're likely going to be fitter as well, right? But the opposite, mm -hmm. if you're friends with people who drink beer all the time, then <laughs> your health is going to be a little bit on the decline, or at least you're going to be uh, drawn towards those habits a little bit more. So the network is huge and we're truly, truly, um, we should be extremely grateful that we're in this profession of physiotherapy where people are very willing to mentor others and uh, help each other out, right? Because when we started out on our journey of PT Business Corner, that's what we were the most afraid of, to approach people and, let's say, get rejected potentially. But people have embraced us uh, in a huge, huge way. And what happened was they've been helping us along the way to consistently get better and better and better. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely something that I've realized. I've always used to be very scared of like reaching out to people and asking like for help or for mentorship, anything like that. And almost every single physio that I reached out to just to make like a connection or like kind of pick their brain about things that I'm interested in has responded and been very happy to talk to me and I think that's one of the most nerve-wracking things as like a new grad or a student is trying to build your network and I think once you kind of start out there you realize it's actually a lot easier than you think it's going to be like most physios at least the ones that I've talked to are super happy to give back to the profession and want to see it grow and want to see people challenging themselves and making everything better in the world of physio Exactly. And the biggest thing is uh, people are always afraid to reach out to the most famous uh, people in our world, or like the titans of the industries. But um, I've read it in some book that it's actually easier to reach out to those people because a lot of people have that fear of rejection hover over them. And they're not going to be reaching out to those people just out of fear of being rejected. But if you're just following your true path and you feel like you need to reach out to those people to get some advice or to provide some value to them and then kind of have a give and take kind of a relationship uh it's lonely at the top right so when you reach out to those people there they will appreciate it as well obviously if they have the time um so yeah in terms of uh like this mentorship i feel like is one of the keys to unlocking others true potential and it's a fantastic way to give back to the community because there are also industries, for example, like construction where people are in such huge competition with each other where for them to show somebody else how to do something if they're not part of the same company is almost blasphemous, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, why would you train somebody who's going to be in direct competition with you and could potentially take another share of the market, right? But because the physios have been pre-selected on the notion that they want to be they want to help people 
obviously the majority of people in our profession are that way so we're like we're much more likely to give back and to elevate somebody else despite potentially in some sort of way creating competition for ourselves as well but the industry is so unique that if there is less than one percent of unemployment specifically within physiotherapy then you're not really uh creating competition you're just fulfilling a demand that needs to be there for patients for sure i've noticed that too in um like just in job interviews um like when people ask you like 10 year goal or whatever and i was very nervous to say that one of my goals was to open a clinic or manage a clinic because of the competition and like who wants to hire somebody who has a plan to leave right and uh, i was like actually surprised everyone that i've talked to has been like super excited about that and offered to help me like mentor me in those goals and i think that's another thing like just really surprising to me that the physio world is so supportive and everyone seems to be like ready to mentor you in whatever your goals are even if it's becoming them one day <laughs> so yeah it's definitely much smarter to uh, keep the great uh, people around you because the one, again, one of the lessons from Grant Cardone is uh, there's a shortage of great people in the workplace, like truly, truly great who's going to go above and beyond having self-motivation and just pushing everybody around them to, be, to elevate their game as well. So mm -hmm. you ideally want to partner with those people. You don't want to alienate those people by saying, okay, I'll give you only this much, but then the rest you have to follow on your own because I'm threatened by you. And yeah. that's a tough attitude to have because you're always going to push away those uh, kind of great people or you'll have them with you temporarily, but then they're eventually going to leave and pursue greener pastures somewhere else. But uh, <laughs> when you're managing on a high level, you have to recognize who those people are and it's better that they're working for you, part of a partnership. And mm -hmm invest a lot of time to develop them rather than um, you invest a little bit of time to develop them just enough for them to do their job properly for you and you benefit off of them one way but then they leave and uh, again become your competition uh, down the road yeah for sure um, I think it's just like better to make those connections and I also think like that's the kind of person that you want to work for, right? Like the person who's going to support you no matter what your goals are or where you want to end up is that's the kind of culture that people are looking for in a clinic. So I feel like it's always a good indication to me that it's someone I want to work for if they are able to support me and happy to support me. And that's, I realized one of like the quickest way to find out if it's a good job for me is ask that question and see how they react. So it's been good. Um, like a good way to kind of feel people out. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because again, as we mentioned before, when you're interviewing some, when you're interview going for a job interview, it's a two-way street, right? They're interviewing you, looking for certain key answers. You're interviewing the other party, looking for certain key answers, and you, in order to partner with somebody at the start of your career, it's a big step. So you do want to have that person who will again unlock your true potential and facilitate your growth as much as possible because a boost early on is always going to be uh, a big thing exponentially down the road for your career. Um, I read it in some book, again, mostly speaking financially, that 
if you start out in more unfavorable times of the economy, then slowly your earning potential is not as high on average, right? Then if you start in a, in favorable conditions of the economy, right? Again, on average. So they took different uh, new grads from different industries and that's how it went, right? But the exceptional people, the ones who unlock their true potential, those average statistics don't usually apply to them. They will carve their own path, do mm -hmm. what they have to do to get to where they need to go. And that's why unlocking your true potential is another like huge thing because uh, when average trends don't apply to you, that's extremely, extremely powerful. For sure. It's just, you have to get that like first couple steps ahead and then for the rest of your career, if you keep attacking things with that same like passion and excitement, then it's definitely easy to get ahead and do exactly what you want to do and not be limited by like exterior factors, which is great. Exactly. And uh, we've been mostly talking it on the personal side of things and how mm -hmm. doing the best for ourselves also does the best for physiotherapy for our jobs. But what do you think uh, physio could really do as an industry if physio as an industry unlocked their true potential uh, and how could it impact the world? I think, honestly, one of my biggest like pet peeves about physio, or not like physios, but just like the actual profession, is I really think it's underused. I think there's still like this huge market of people that are going to the hospital with back pain or like have living with OA that and getting like three knee replacements when they could have been a lot more functional with physio. And I just think, uh, like, I know people are working towards it, but I think our main thing that could really just make the world a better place is if more people went to physio instead of going to their doctors or being on like opioids or pain medications um, for a chronic period of time. And I just really think there's this whole like untapped market. And I think most of it is like an older generation because physio used to, you needed a referral. It wasn't as big. There wasn't as many physios out there. And I think that kind of stuck with that generation. And now as they're aging, they need physio and they're not getting it. They're going to different professions that just aren't as like trained specifically in what they need. Um, so I think that's like the biggest thing. For sure. You're, you hit the nail right on the head because I deal with this on uh, every single day basis and I'm trying to uh, dismiss some of the myths about just taking care of your body in general because physiotherapy is just one aspect of taking care of your body and obviously in this lifetime we were only given one body so if you start replacing body parts and <laughs> becoming slightly more bionic every time. <laughs> doesn't seem like a true, true intention of how our body is supposed to be used. Uh, but mm -hmm. generally, again, unlocking your whole health potential is huge with physio because uh, I honestly do not try to resort to temporary um, measures to fix people, right? The focus mm -hmm. is always on long-term recovery because that's the most powerful, that's the most enabling. And when I hear about how... Uh, certain injuries are handled, temporary cortisone shots, temporary solutions consistently, a lot of medication that is not favorable for the liver and the rest of the uh, body systems. It's, it just blows my mind how prevalent it is. And uh, 
how much you have to consistently educate people uh, in order to do that. On Facebook recently, Anthony Teoli, one of the right up and coming stars in physio as well, said that it was one of his, uh, uh, it literally ruined his week when the person chose medicine and surgery over uh, physiotherapists being able to help them. And uh, you still see those cases, right, where people have old convictions about what's going to be the best for them, but they're not thinking about long-term recovery because they haven't been exposed to that type of train of thought. Uh, it's been the traditional, okay, you go to the doctor, the doctor knows best, you fully trust the doctor, and <laughs> that's how the recovery goes, right? But if we as physiotherapists take on a much larger role, have a larger voice in showing how health can be done correctly, then we could really start to turn that conversation in a positive way. And it's already going there. It's just, it's up to us to truly, truly elevate our game and help us do the best for our patients. For sure. And I think like the more that physios are out doing their job and people are having success with that, like obviously they're going to tell their peers and that's kind of how we get those referrals. But I just think there's just like this such a solid mindset that medicine and surgery and drugs are like the best way to heal an injury or deal with chronic pain. And it's taking a very long time to get people out of that train of thought. So that's definitely like my biggest thing with physio is just wanting people to really take full advantage of it and really just have like a full like life improvement instead of like a bit of pain relief for a little bit, you know? Exactly. And uh, that long-term recovery will save finances in the long run, even if you require a bit more investment in the short term. But you're looking at how much money, how much resources you're investing over the entire journey of the injury, right? As opposed to, okay, I have to spend this much right now, but then how will it impact me later? And um, with, cl with uh, purposeful clinics, like from the movement PTs popping up and Endeavor Rehab and uh, Foundation Physio and different clinics across uh, Canada and across the world, when they have that purpose to serve people in the best way possible, we are going to turn the tide 100%. It's just we need to figure out a much faster way to do this, <laughs> ideally, because, again, looking at the grand scheme of the healthcare in Canada, uh, at this point it's free, but it is overloaded with chronic diseases and with, uh, again, those potentially unnecessary surgeries that could be avoided by going to physio. Um, we need to take a look at the healthcare as a general and how the role of the physiotherapist fits into it. Again, to keep saying this word, <laughs> this phrase to unlock the true potential of how the healthcare in total can benefit people in the wellness way as opposed to in a Band-Aid solution way. For sure. Yeah. And as you said, like just the whole healthcare system is so overworked. I read a stat like pre-COVID, the healthcare system was running at about 110% capacity. Yeah. And now with COVID and everything, like no wonder that the system was just so overrun when so many people got sick. And if you took out even just like 50% of the people who are in hospitals and could have been treated with physio, um, like that whole healthcare system, like the wait times would go down for surgeries. Like there would just be way more opportunity in the healthcare system and other professions would just be able to treat the people that they can help the best. And I really think that would just make a whole impact on like Canada everywhere. <laughs> yeah, 
and if Canada can show that this model works sustainably in the long term, right, then mm -hmm. other countries can adopt similar things, right? So right. hypothetically, Scandinavia, Europe, the rest of North America, South America, and the Asia, all of the continents potentially step by step, right, as the countries become uh, wealthier and wealthier, then they could implement a model that's more sustainable, just like what Zac Efron is trying to do with his Netflix show, Down to Earth. <laughs> Have you seen that one? No. So he basically goes around with another, uh, with a superfoods guru, and they're trying to find out how we can sustainably save Earth and sustainably use its materials uh, across the world so that uh, we preserve Earth for much longer than it's supposed to the path that we're heading down. So healthcare is just a small example of um, that global uh, thinking. And physiotherapy has the potential to change a lot of lives and a lot of like the course of history as well. We just have to, again, unlock our true potential. Love <laughs> <laughs> it. Sure. But it's been a fantastic episode. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today on PTBC Unfiltered. And do um, you have any final thoughts on uh, this episode? No, I think we really covered like the whole scope of unlocking potential and right from like your own personal life um, throughout like career and the whole profession of physio. And I think there's definitely a lot that people can be doing and it's great to kind of discuss. For sure. And uh, our hope is that we inspire at least one individual to, again, uh, be the best that they can be and uh, continue inspiring others to do the same, right? To have that uh, exponential effect going. And uh, as that wave picks up, it's going to take over, hopefully, all of Canada and then the whole world. For sure. Awesome. It was great talking to you. Fantastic episode. And we'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the PTBC podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. Please check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at our website, ptbusinesscorner.com. Feel free to send us a message on social media or email us at info at ptbusinesscorner.com. See you next time.